Hi, welcome to the Holding Hands and Throwing Fists podcast. I have the mic. And I have the opinions. Welcome to season nine, episode five. And we just finished your mom's favorite part of the whole episode. <laughs> the only the whole part series. she likes listening to. It's yeah, so funny. That her daughter has the opinions. Mm-hmm. So, gee, you could turn off the rest of the podcast now. And I think we haven't sworn yet, so that's good, too. Well, no, wait for this. When we were watching UFC 285, we were like, I guess not really paying attention, but there was this promo video going on, and then it, like, kept going on, and... We're like, why are they showing like Rhonda? Why are they showing Holly Holm so much? This is weird. And then George realized it's women's like history month or whatever. And so it was a really cool video. Women in the UFC do kick ass. They do. I wanted to write a whole thing about it and rewatch it, but maybe next time. (laughs) I mean, it's Um, still March next week. It's still March next week, certainly. And you know, I mean, we've been talking about it for a long time, but Holding Hands and Throwing Fists podcast is just a fan of women's MMA. We are. For sure. I think we try to... But I think, you know what, to even give credit to the fan base and to the promotions and stuff like that, I think it is, next to tennis, the biggest, uh, like, equitable Mm. playing field. I'm Mm -hmm. sure that there's still a whole bunch of fucking problems behind the scenes, for sure, but it's just like women's tennis. Like, women's tennis is fucking exciting. You don't need to separate it from men's tennis in that mindset, and I think fighting is the same way. Right. I like that take, babe. Cool. Uh, we're going to replay one of the uh, most popular segments from season nine so far called <laughs> Assholes Live Forever. <laughs> I think it's just most popular with me. I really like it. Yeah, you do. You do. So UFC 285 was this past weekend and it was a big deal. It had a big feeling to it. Uh, John Jones was back. Conor McGregor was there. Dana was there, obviously, but it was just a big old thing. And uh, really, you know, since the UFC had had another huge jump in popularity with the pandemic, in 2020 when it was the only sport available for degenerate sports <laughs> watchers and gamblers to participate john jones has never fought and he's pretty much without question after this weekend especially the goat in mma as much as uh we don't like him and think he's a fucking asshole <laughs> Uh, the feel of the whole show and just Vegan in general, gen- Vegas, did I say Vegan? Yeah. Vegas in general <laughs> was big. And despite the fact that, that it showcased assholes who have nothing but asshole <laughs> behavior on their resume, it was a good night of yeah. fights. But having said that, it honestly just felt really cringe and super cringe to me, especially that the biggest guys of the entire night all have like really serious domestic violence issues and it's not the worst of fighting but it certainly was not the best uh, of fighting and, and what we appreciate about it. So just saying out loud for people mm-hmm. who don't know, uh, if you didn't listen earlier in the season, we talked about it. Not in episode one, though. No. <laughs> but Dana White obviously started off the year uh, smacking his wife, uh, I guess, in a back and forth situation at a nightclub. And you know how a I feel about club. that. Go home. 50 years past midnight, 50 years old past midnight and in a nightclub in Mexico, bro. What, what's going on? John Jones has just had a series of bad situations with women on his record the most recent being literally domestic violence against his fiance who don't get me wrong i'm all for long-term relationships without commitment Mm -hmm. 
but they have like four daughters together and he she's been his fiance for a decade and a half and he domestic violence her i don't know how to say that without saying it worse he assaulted her assaulted her thank you and she was at the fights and they were all over each other before he checked in disgusting and after truly truly and whatever if if that's her thing and she forgives him and all that shit whatever we're not here to judge more than we are judging that it is just fucking shitty and to top it all off in terms of the trio of scumbags was Conor McGregor was there. But he, ha- he doesn't have any domestic. Not with his fiance too issues. that he hasn't married right. either. He clearly but he's has had, violence issues. but No, he's had multiple issues of violence against women brought to him that he's had to settle out of court. Or the most recent of is is, is that a woman apparently jumped off his yacht because he was, she was feeling so threatened by him and swam to the coast, I think, in Tenerife. I might be wrong about Tenerife. I need to know more information. Yeah, there's like at least two to three allegations of Conor McGregor hitting women. And it's just like... So you mean to tell me the way we started the episode off with the UFC doing this incredible women in MMA promo video is fucking lip service because all these assholes that you just mentioned make the most money in the UFC. They're the biggest and stars. Hit women. Yeah. Wow. And cool. like, I don't think it's a leftist woke take for me to put a put a freaking stake in the ground and say hitting women as a man is wrong. <laughs> I can't. I'm I'm moving on. Move on, please. Can I, move on to I just, just want to be the only because I don't think people fucking talk enough about how cringe it is. And honestly, I think I have the best takes out of coming out of this goddamn weekend. Let me tell you. Oh boy, I guess there's more to come. And <laughs> speaking of more to come, <laughs> boy, oh boy, <laughs> do I have egg on my face. Oh yeah. Pretty much everyone <laughs> I wanted to win on Saturday lost. It was actually a really hard night for me and George thought I was crying at one point. I wasn't, but I can understand his confusion since he was sleeping right before he thought that. You know, I did a good job of waking up and really paying attention in spurts though this time. <laughs> you did actually did. put more effort into it. That's what happens when you pay 80 bucks. It was a big night. So I'm going to try and put a positive spin on some of my disappointments of the night. But before I get to the disappointments, I'll start with a win. My guy from Ireland, Ian Gary, won after a tough first round where he got dropped. So like that was actually off to a really good start and it was downhill from there. Derek Brunson was looking so good against Drakis Duplessis. And I was kind of rooting for Derek because the UFC treats him a little dirty. But then both of these fools got so tired and DDP got on top of Eric, uh, Derek and TKO'd him. The positive spin for this, though, was that Brunson's team actually threw in the towel before it became a TKO. And you know we appreciate when a corner knows their fighter is taking too much damage Mm -hmm. and stops the fight. Um, This is a weird one because I wanted Cody Garbrandt to win, and he did. 
but it was totally a forgettable fight. And apparently he was supposed to really be able to finish his opponent and look good, but he didn't. And one of the MMA fighting guys, I think it was Jed, said that you can tell Cody is afraid to get hit now. And that's really hindering his performance. So that made me sad. And also his hair is thinning and I feel really badly for him. God damn. And he is only 31. Um, next was the Bo Nickel debut where he too was pretty much set up to win in a huge memorable way since Bo was the number one favorite on the card. I decided I wanted to root for Jamie Pickett, his opponent, because I felt so bad for him. Sadly, Bo did win and I like Bo and I'm happy he won. I just also felt really bad for Jamie. I have a hot take, as I alluded to before. Mm. I'm honestly, I was big on the Bo Nickel train. I still am. I think that he's going to be awesome, and I'm happy to watch him fight in the UFC and all that. I was honestly really disappointed with his performance, even though he won. And I haven't heard anybody say straight up that they were disappointed. He looked really amateurish. He looked Mm. like he was rushing everything. He was still great. He still got the win. But the first thing he did was throw a crazy high kick that he slipped on the canvas, which Mm, that's like what I would do in the UFC. And I am not training to do it all the time. And obviously, it's a lot of pressure. He's on a main card for his first UFC fight ever. Maybe they should have slow rolled him a little bit. But even the take, like, the takedown, and this is one of those things where I was like, I was sleeping, (laughs) and I woke up in time to watch that fight. But I caught it. I felt like I was locked in to watching uh, when I I was watching and not just watching my eyes. Because I was the only person who caught at first, apparently, that he need his appointment straight in the groin. I still didn't even see a replay. They didn't show a replay. They've said it now. No, but like in the moment, none of the commentators said it. No, the truck missed it. After the win, just everything it was never addressed, but George saw it. And I'm a fan. I'm a fan. He, but he threw that kick that was awful. He didn't take him down with ease. And when he did take him down, it was directly because of the knee shot, the mm-hmm. groin shot, which again, like he didn't take him down right away until that moment. Gets him down on the ground and then doesn't really have the finishing mechanic. Like, and this is this he is obviously better than I ever freaking will be. It's not picking it up. I'm shaking on my chair, but it's not picking it up. And uh, and he just didn't have the finishing mechanics for the arm triangle. And he's going to learn that shit really fast. But I thought he would have been better at that. I think that's fair for the number one favorite on the card. But then you remember it's his UFC debut. Mm-hmm. What I wanted to know, did you hear that Bo Nickel was one of the fighters to get a performance of the night bonus? I mean... I didn't hear that. And honestly, I, whatever. Honestly, if you look at it, he was one of the few submissions of the night. Mm, I don't know. But whatever. Uh, In yet another fight, I was rooting for Jeff Neal against Shavkat Romanikov. Rachmanov. Thank you. Rachmanov. Um, Even though I do like both guys. And... Um, like Brenson, Neil too was looking really good, but at the beginning of the third round, Shavkat was like feel like he was over fighting. It felt like so hard that he just submitted Jeff standing up. Wah. 
Yeah, they call it like a bouncer choke. It really does look like when a bouncer just wants to take you out of a club. Like he was just over it. Um, Next, and this is where I really have egg on my face. You might remember me saying I wanted Valentina Shevchenko to murder Alexa Grasso last episode. Um, And I also believed she would be able to do that, even though I also like Alexa Grasso. However, after the first round, it was clear that Grasso was going to perform better than anyone anticipated. Um, In round two, Valentina came back and did her shit for the next two rounds. But then at the end of the fourth round, Alexa Grasso submitted Valentina. Mm -hmm. Oof. While I really did want Valentina to win, I am happy for Grasso. She's another Mexican-born fighter. And in her post-fight interview, she said... Please punch me. I feel like I'm dreaming, which made George and I laugh so hard because she clearly meant pinch me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Real fast before we go to the next point. Did you see that there's training video of her practicing that? No. So just like Masvidal, where it was like he was training that knee that he landed on Askren. Oh, or Edwards. What? Uh, the what? Or Leon Edwards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or Leon Edwards. But basically... She took Valentina's back when Valentina threw a spinning kick. So there's Valentina's known for those kinds of kicks. Mm -hmm. And there's video of her with a training partner where the training partner threw like a spinning kick and she took his back and took him down, choked him out. Just incredible. And last but not least, my biggest disappointment of the night was that John Jones beat Cyril gone. I don't want to talk about it. I'll just echo Patrick Grady's text of... Fuck Jones. Okay. And then one thing that's of note, I, I don't know why specifically I want Melissa to know this, but I guess everybody could know. <laughs> so you, my partner over here, went to the liquor cabinet to go pour yourself a little drink when John Jones was walking out. And when we saw his fiance come up to him and clearly like just do a little bit uh, what do you call it? Um, PDA, but mm-hmm. a little bit too much mm-hmm. when you're in your freaking late thirties, you literally just like started shaking like with rage and you were frozenly shaking. Like you didn't move. And I was literally concerned <laughs> for you for a second that you were going to explode. I know. I don't, I haven't, I don't know that I, I haven't seen you like that. like that. Yeah. Yeah. That it was a really, angering but also very sad for that woman anyway so on to next weekend's fights to watch <laughs> bellator is going to be on friday who the fuck knows where there's 13 fights on the card two times uh or times two fighters that's 26 fighters and we know four names two of them are the main event with the undefeated usman Nurmagomedov versus ufc veteran and just old school dude benson henderson so what are we doing friday night i guess we're gonna throw it on why not i don't know like literally we know four people i don't think so sorry it could be background noise it could be um and then ufc is on saturday um is this gonna be on just espn plus regular i guess or whatever? yes yeah but the main event is freaking peter yan versus marab devalishvili you know go our marab! boy let's go marab Woo! and um this main card starts at 6 p.m so that's nice and early too yeah. is that at the apex no it can't be at the apex is that uh, well hmm, i don't know we'll look it up but uh yeah i'm very excited for that fight and then there's the battle of the alexanders alexander volkov versus alexander romanov so 
big day for Alexander Ovs. And then um, Nikita Krylov versus Ryan Spann. I think you, we talked about it in last week's MMA Boo Boo that uh, Nikita Krylov had a tummy ache and he couldn't fight against oh, Ryan Spann. Like no, like not like that. I was saying last week about how tough his wake up yeah. must have been and all this stuff, whatever. <laughs> And then Saeed Nurmagomedov, so there's another Nurmagomedov fighting this weekend, is fighting Jonathan Martinez, so that should be good. And then Rafael Sunsau is uh, still doing the thing. Was he the one that went kind of viral not too long ago? Oh, or Davy Grant? no. Neither. You know who I'm talking about, though, right? Yeah. Oh, Hanato Moicano. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, boy. Well, let's cover up that uh, little bit of a... Uh, you know, nonsense with a little bit of a boo-boo. Okay. So I mentioned, I mentioned Alexa Grasso submitted Valentina Shevchenko, but I didn't mention Valentina's sunburned looking face. Dude. Just like George noticed Bo Nickel, um, dick kicking his opponent. I noticed Valentina Shevchenko's face before anyone you noticed. sure did. Because I saw it right after she tapped. And then the commentators didn't see it until the replay. So for you to understand this, instead of a real rear naked choke under Valentina's chin, Alexa had a tight chokehold over Valentina's mouth and was able to apply enough pressure with that to make her tap. The boo-boo was how red Valentina's face was from her mouth up and how white her face and chin and neck were from her mouth down where Alexa was applying the pressure. It was a crazy stark contrast and worth looking it up to see because it's like insane. Dude, I've never seen that before, ever. In anyone. No, but Valentina's also a little bit fair-skinned, kind of like you, so maybe that's what it is. For real, y'all that's change, true. Y'all change temperatures like that. <laughs> um, and today I got submitted, uh, shout out to Dominican Larry, not Larry the legend, but uh, he got me in a kind of arm triangle thing, but he put his chest on my face, and I was like trying to get out of it and turn out of it or whatever, and it was, uh, and I like, I was suffocating underneath there, so. Oh, so you're an MMA boo-boo? I, I'm my, yeah, I'm my own well, jujitsu boo-boo. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on to MMA fashion. Yeah, that real fan favorite. Yo, honestly, for whatever you want to talk about, Jones versus Cyril in the press conference that they had, they were both looking like fire, bro. John Jones actually looked pretty good wearing like a uh, floral short sleeve woven button down, mm-hmm. um, but it was white and black, and he was wearing a Raiders hat, so obviously repping Vegas, so whatever, mm-hmm. good for him. He looked good, but Cyril Gon looked great. He was wearing like this digi camo indigo suit, like uh, pants and a and a denim jacket. It was really really fire. He looked great. So he did. Shouts out. That's my that's my French. Uh, it's uh, my French guy right there. <laughs> um, unfortunately, John's shorts fight night were garbage. Um, he he like customized them. He like tore them up and had them inside out. But he's always had like weird looking shorts like that. And he loves those um, the high slit in the in the shorts too. My that you least yeah favorite. your least favorite. So you just literally hate everything about John Jones. Yeah. Um, what else are we talking about? So then. When Alexa Grasso, because there was two championship fights, Alexa Grasso won, and when John Jones won, they gave them the Venom Championship gear. Yeah. And normally, it's been since the Reebok days, just gold font 
on a black background. Well, this one was a black and navy background with the gold font, and it looked pretty incredible. Cool. So it looked so incredible. cool, incredible. And you know, someone at the gym actually asked me. It was like because I was wearing the Venom uh, purple uh, freaking purple belt rash guard mm-hmm. thing that my brother got me. Uh, so one of the guys at the gym was like, "What brand is that?" And I was like, "Dude, it's Venom. Like, it's pretty freaking well known. You've been around for a while. You've literally." I was like, "Is are you playing with me?" <laughs> but anyway, I I, I I wanted to tell him too because I do find it interesting because it's bearable that Venom spares their spells their name wrong, which I hate so much. But they are based out of Paris. Um. Uh. That helps. I yeah. feel like you actually told us this. I think I did before too. Seasons ago. So Venom is based out of France, and I wonder if they were trying to get Cyril to rep blue in the championship colors because he's French. Ooh. And I was like, I wonder if they changed the championship colors just for him. Conspiracy so, theory. Whatever. Uh, we have a couple more points in MMA yeah. fishing. We're uh, MMA fishing. MMA fishing on uh, it's the Alexander <laughs> segment. <laughs> nah, let's do MMA fashion. <laughs> um, Pink was in that night, and dude, I got it. Yo, my girl, our girl Megan Olivi, she was looking gorgeous as always with her pink outfit and stuff like that. She was wearing a pink pantsuit, but she must have been so mad when she oh saw John Jones's wife. Like, I wish I could tweet her and find out. Obviously, she would never say anything no, bad, obviously, because she knows better. It was a hot pink. What was uncanny like was Barbie that pink. both Megan Olivi and John Jones's fiance had the same hot pink on pink on pink. Like they were layering the pink and I it was know. the same pink. And the chances of that happening are so low. I would say even more slim than going to a wedding in New Jersey and then you having the same dress <laughs> as someone else and then dragging me to Macy's. <laughs> In between the church and the reception. You do what you got to do. In which case, I lost my favorite pair of Lacoste sunglasses that you bought me. I know. There's always a price to pay. It's okay. But they should have... They should have made John's fiance either take off her jacket or (laughs) change her pants into Venom shorts. (laughs) No. Megan can wear whatever she wants, but... John's fiance scram. Megan must have had a wardrobe though. She, she you, girl, I know, you better I have care. a backup. I don't care. And then <laughs> I think we're just gonna end MMA fashion all the time with Bruce's blazers. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had a really nice champagne floral blazer, and honestly, because it was such a big night, when the crowd joined in i don't really like it when it's half-assed when it's like some people say it's time or whatever and they kind of mess up the rhythm of it but the crowd was totally locked in and everyone at the t-mobile arena at the same time said it's time with them i got i got a little goosebump it was i've never heard anything like that for the ufc it was really really awesome (laughs) but you know what babe what's up it's time for everyone's favorite segment What's that? No fighting. No fighting. No fucking fighting. No fighting. No fucking fighting! Don't be hopping on the next hype train now, you fucking losers. Because we've been part of it forever. Oh my god, I love that you picked this as no fighting. But the Knicks are killing it right now. It is so funny because we have not been talking about this at all. I heard when the Knicks were on their streak with six wins in a row. Now it's currently nine wins in a row. But when I heard that, I didn't even say anything to George because I didn't want to jinx it. And I'm especially nervous talking about it right now because I'm finally reading the book 
blood in the garden that George got me for last Christmas and he had to pre-order it and I didn't even get the book till after Christmas but he knew I was going to be pumped about it and blood in the garden tells the story about the last time the Knicks were good so let's hope we didn't fuck this shit up right now. I mean, it's been fucked forever, so it's just nice. I just am looking at it, though, and I'm like, eventually, if the Knicks ever do win a series or a championship in the next 60 years, freaking before I die, which is unlikely, I just, it's going to be such a thing where everyone's going to jump on the freaking bandwagon, and I'm just going to be a bitter old school yeah, you New will. York heartbroken <laughs> and you are too don't be laughing at me it's gonna be ridiculous everyone's gonna be jumping on like it's fucking the, the Golden State Warriors who the hell is a Golden State Warriors fan who until 2000 whatevers alright alright do you want to tell um, a story that I haven't heard before yeah at uh, the Tramontosi baby shower mm-hmm. which was a whole lot of fun I was talking to our friend Jason and he was telling me because he we always talk Knicks. Every time I yeah. see him, that's like the default conversation right away. Yo, what's up? What do you think about the team? What do you think about Tibbs? Blah, blah, blah. So he started talking and he goes, yo, you believe this shit? He was walking around downtown Brooklyn doing a thing. He's got his cute little son uh, walking around with the Knicks hat. Some fucking transplant motherfucker. Now I'm cursing like way too much, but whatever. It's the end of the episode. Went up to his son and was like, you should be wearing a Brooklyn Nets hat. Fuck. Yo. You mean New Jersey Nets? You fucking transplant? Oh my god. We're talking about the Knicks here. Oh my As in gosh. go New York. Go, go New, New York. York go. go. That that person needs to go back to Idaho ASAP. Wow. What a story. Peace. We went over this episode, but you know, continue to hold hands and throw fists as necessary. But we also going to bring back a throwback. So this episode is brought to you back, brought to you by everyone affected by the train crash in Greece last week. Wishing you strength to get you through this horrific experience. We love you all and may their memory be eternal. <laughs>